coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. That's right. Welcome to it on a Friday. I'm Austin Norman in Lincoln, the 93.7 The Ticket Studios. He's Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet. Strick, how you doing today, my man? We're not hearing you. Let's try this. Let's try this. Can you hear me? Can you hear there me? There we go. There we got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, it's absolutely steaming hot down here in Dallas right now, but absolutely glad to be on the block. It is Friday. What a wonderful day. Um, let's get into it. Uh, get into Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. If you're in Lincoln, you don't have any separate plans. That's what you get into. Uh, the news that we're going to dive right into here, Strick. One of your own, a Bellevue West Thunderbird, decommits from Missouri. That's right, quarterback uh, Daniel Kalen backed out of yeah. his pledge just about an hour ago. What do you make of that decision? Uh, well, you know, sometimes as as uh, as players, now I'm not going to say this is his, his situation, but sometimes as players, um, we, we have a Ralph Trezvant type of mentality. If you don't know what I mean by Ralph Trezvant, Ralph Trezvant was a member of New Edition, and he had a song out called Sensitivity. And some of us at times have a form of, <laughs> of male sensitivity in which we get in our feelings sometimes. And it's very possible. I don't know this 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 situation in totality. I can say that sometimes we get in our feelings when we're a homegrown kid. We have an interest. We've watched. We've we've we paid attention. We love everything about Nebraska and and what it is. Uh, I'm one of the best to do it in the state, and my home state is not feeling me the way that, you know, I feel that they should. Missouri is an SEC school. It is a place where he could go and maybe feel that he could thrive. But at the end of the day, there could be some conversations that have been had internally with Matt Rule and the staff. And I'm not saying that he's coming back to Nebraska. We don't know what those, you know, the details of that is. But as you look at the landscape, you look at Casey Thompson's gone. Um, What's there at Nebraska? Jeff Sims is an unknown. It's very possible that you, he could be looking at this this situation and just kind of taking it all into account and and, and then uh, uh, make a decision as to where he may want to be. Let's say it is Nebraska. Again, he just decommitted about an hour ago. I, yeah. I don't think a decision is imminent, but you, you would think Nebraska would be on that list, at least interested in reaching out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the only other quarterback they offered in the 24 class not named uh, Dylan Raiola. If he ends up coming to Nebraska, do you think that's a testament to this coaching staff that they did the best they could to build a relationship while still prioritizing another quarterback? Or do you think this would just be, he wanted to come to Nebraska all along, now the path is clear? Um, Very, very possible. Very possible. Um, I think when you're, when you're looking at it at first, you could, you could look at, it's a very heavy room. Um, after spring game, you can see that things begin to thin out a little bit, kind of take a better uh, a better look. It's unfortunate for Nebraska that I, I think we have a lot of unknowns. We're, we're still uncertain about what 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 Jeff Sims is. 
but but it, the crazy thing about it is you you can look at what's going on with the Colts and mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, Anthony Richardson, right? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of unknowns with Anthony Richardson. Very short, uh, you know, sample size that you're able to take on him, and yet you're hearing good things out of the the uh, Indianapolis Colts, um, uh, you know, corporate, you know, uh, operations and staff that Anthony Richardson is doing quite well. And they're actually surprised. They're impressed. And and that's kind of, I think, where we're hoping to see a little bit more, have a little bit more. But, you know, what are you going to find out in the fall? There's not much to find out in the fall. It's pretty much get to business time in the fall and get ready, get prepared for what the season's going to be. So there's not a lot you're going to learn in the fall. And with those uncertainties, I think the you know, I think uh, uh, Kalen can be looking at things with a little bit more open open mind and in a different perspective because of where things sit at Nebraska. There's so many unknowns, and and uh, I think that with those unknowns and knowing that the room has shrank tremendously, there's some possibilities there to get back in the mix. Just as important as Daniel Kalen is rounding out the roster, you know, around the quarterback position. And you know you're you're a Thunderbird. That's where he went to high school. Do Thunderbirds flock together? Or does that mean Isaiah McMorris and Davon Hall follow Daniel Kalen, or do they fly solo dolo? And uh, you'd have to target all of them individually. Um, what was cool about what you saw is both of them are pretty speedy. Um, mm-hmm. they, they just had the state track meet uh, in the hundred. McMorris ran like a ten six. Uh, Davion ran like a ten nine. So you can tell they've got they've definitely got some some foot speed with them. It, it's still a heavy wide receiver room, and I think if I'm them, I would be observing it in the same manner. I, it, being such such a heavy room, there's a lot of uncertainty there. Who's going to step up? Who's going to be number one? If no one opens up, are there going to be people that leave? I think they're, they're you, you got to, as a guy, you've got to look at the, unless you're an alpha dude, you know, like me, I don't give a damn. I'm, I'm going to come in and, and <laughs> you know, I'm going to try to either take my spot. If this is where I want to be, I'm coming in to take a spot. If you don't have that in you, you're looking for places to where you kind of have an easier path or road. And, and that, that's, there's nothing wrong with that, the way of looking at it that way also. But um, I think there's some good teams that are looking at, 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 at uh, McMorris and, He's going to have a good option to 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 make a choice. I think they may be looking at some NIL situations too. Who's going to have the best situation for them? I personally think being a local kid always helps you with NIL. That's just that's my thought on it. It definitely should. That, that's what we're going to talk about with uh, with Daniel Kalen and then the two Bellevue West receivers as well. Uh, a lot of hoops throughout the rest of the show, but hour two, we're also talking best sports families. Uh, it's Archie Manning's birthday today, I saw on Twitter, so in honor of that, uh, we know uh, he, he does have three sons. You know, Cooper's in there too, but we know the, the middle and the youngest, Peyton and Eli, much better. We'll get into the best sports families in hour two. Um, but strict next segment, we're, I'm going to set it up a little bit here in a sec, but next segment, international basketball players versus American basketball players. The rest of the world's catching up. There are a lot of good players from all over. We touched on it a little bit yesterday. And maybe the best player on the planet right now is international. It's Nikola Jokic. 
but he wasn't a factor as much in the fourth quarter of last night's game between the Nuggets and the Lakers. It was the Jamal Murray show, a five-point Nuggets win. They're up to nothing. What have you seen from these first couple games out West? Well, that's that's the thing about um, the Denver team that I think some people may not have a full grasp or understanding of. Uh, Jokic can be that if he needs to be that. You know that the focal point is going to be on Jokic. Um, the game plan, the scheme is if you stop him, slow him, shut him down, then you probably have a better chance to win. But that's not necessarily how Denver works. Denver works from a perspective of, oh, you focus on me, 12 assists. <laughs> this is how it is for me. 12 of them things are going out. 17 rebounds. See, that's the thing that's different about Jokic is that he can do it from all other you know, ways in the game. He has so many ways in the game that he could be effective. So therefore, you have Michael Porter Jr., efficient, four for seven from three, five for 10 from the field. Gordon just kind of meandering around, kind of getting little buckets here and there, still efficient. But you're right, Jamal Murray. Things open up for Jamal Murray uh, in a different way than you would expect. And as long as you get production from those other guys, they're going to be okay. On the other hand, it gets way tougher when you don't have Anthony Davis show up, especially from an offensive standpoint. Yes, 18 points, but the problem with that was his inefficiency. So, again, they come up short. Now, the key is be on the lookout. There's there, I, Me, watch who the referees are going to be. <laughs> watch who the referees are going to be in this next game. Because I, I don't feel that in no form or no way that the NBA is going to allow the Lakers to go down 3-0. I, it, to, the charter of the NBA is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Let's just understand that. <laughs> there's, this, there's no way I don't believe they allow the Lakers to go down 3-1. If I'm a betting man. I'm not I'm not one to give advice as a betting man. <laughs> I would be putting some cash hold on the Lakers for this next game. I think you're on to something there. LeBron has been down now uh nine times a two nothing series deficit. He's come back he's three and five in series that his teams are down two nothing. The wins were the two thousand seven uh series against the Pistons. They come back, they win four in a row. Of course, down 3-1 to the Warriors in the 2016 Finals. And then the 2018 Eastern Conference Finals against Boston. So it wouldn't be unheard of for a LeBron James-led team to get down 2 nothing and then come back and do it. But again, the Lakers were you know, the seventh seed in the regular season for a reason. They're starting to play better now. They're starting to gel. But, but Denver's about this. You know, they got their two games at home at altitude. They outlasted. They've been solid all regular season. And as you mentioned, entertainment strike, we have another game two tonight between the Heat and the Celtics. If it's about entertainment, does the league go in for Lakers Celtics? And does it try to find a way to make sure the refs are better than Jimmy Butler? Listen, listen, listen. I'm trying to tell you that ratings, if you're going for new TV deals in every way, you're hoping. I'm not going to say there's going to be anything done to make it happen. I'm just, just, just hear me out. You want Lakers Celtics. I don't care who you are, what you do in sports. If you're a pundit, if you're not, if you're Stephen A, I don't care who you are. 
in in the sports realm, you want Lakers Celtics. And especially with the TV deal coming up, there's no question in my mind that if 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 they could make that happen, they would make it happen. So if it's not the refs, let's say they're actually fair, balanced, neutral, they don't have a directive from the league, what's Boston got to do better? How does Boston win the series? Well, listen, what happened, man, is Jason Tatum got away from being a three-level scorer. Mm. Um the difference is Jason Jason Tatum's and, and most of the Boston Celtics are this shoot threes or at the rim. The issue with shoot threes or at the rim against the Miami Heat is you've got some pretty good guys that can handle themselves as far as blocking shots. Bam Adebayo is pretty good at, 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 at rim protection, so forth and so on. But the difference between Miami, they're, they'll mid-range you to death. Mm-hmm. With Jimmy Butler, Strauss, Strauss, um, you know, guys like that, even even Martin, those guys will mid-range you to death. Lowry. And so <clears throat> Lowry, <clears throat> exactly. And so the issue is, is when you get the switches and the matchup situations that you want for Boston, which, you know, Vincent getting switched on to Tatum or whoever it is, Strauss, whoever. If Tatum was a three-level guy, he would either back them down or do like Jimmy Butler, get the guy off balance, get to a spot where he knows there's nothing you can do about it with a smaller body and mid-range you to death. But Tatum doesn't do that. He's He, he did that earlier in his career. He doesn't do that now. Unless Tatum gets back to that, that's that's um, that's not going to happen for Boston. Now, here's the, here's the other part. Jalen Brown. He is and has the capabilities of doing that. He has great abilities with his back to the basket as well. The difference between him is he doesn't have – his IQ isn't as high. So when you get doubles, when you get people coming off, or when you get guys shooting at him, his abilities to track and find guys and get the ball to them is not as efficient and good. So that that's where a lot of their problem comes in. Jason Tatum has taken some steps forward as a playmaker. Jalen Brown, I still think, is best off the ball. Kind of that second side, get to the rim guy. With a little bit of ability to shoot it. The other thing with him, Strick, he's dealing with a little bit of a hand injury. He's not 100%. And for a guy that needs the ball in his hands to be effective on the offensive end, to only have you know one consistently working hand, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. They, they, they're going to need him to be effective in this game. And um again betting man i would bet that um they would probably be able to steal this one back but mm-hmm. it's not it's it's it, you know they're going to win this one i think um i don't think they go down 0-2 i'm with you let's take a pause right here and then we'll get into to this conversation how many players deep in the top nba players playing right now how far down the list do you have to go till you find an american player the game's grown. It's grown internationally really ever since, you know, the Dream Team is when I think the, the game really exploded internationally. Ever since then, you know, what's the league been like? How has it changed? And, you know, your top three MVP candidates this year, all from overseas. What does that mean for the NBA? Uh, what does it mean? Does America have to respond? Um, what have those influences been? We got a lot to talk about on that front. We'll do that when we get right back here to On the Block. 